Welcome to Appalachian Shine, the official podcast for the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement. And if you're listening to this, then consider yourself a part of the team. Stick around and let's shine a light on all things Appalachia. Hey, thanks for stopping by for another episode of Appalachian Shine. This is the official podcast for the Foundation for Appalachian Advancement. And uh, today on our show, we're, we're pleased to have a guest, uh, a local author, um, an Appalachian author out of Ohio, Celeste Parsons. Uh, Celeste, um, come out just outside of Nelsonville, Ohio. Thanks for coming on to the show. I'm glad to be here. Now, um, you have a couple of, we well, have one book out and you've edited another um, so I wanted to maybe if we could get into a little bit of that. And you have a lot of a um, lot of activity, it sounds like, going on there in Nelsonville with a very historical uh, location. Um, but you are the author of a children's book, Wait Until I Grow Up, that came out uh, about this time uh, a couple of years ago, March of 2021. Uh, tell us a little bit about that book. What, what made you want to write a children's book? Well, I have actually been writing since I was a child in one way or another. I used to uh, create plays from some of my favorite stories that I'd read and uh, perform them with very, either my brothers and sisters as part of the cast or sometimes with stuffed toys taking over. Um, this particular book I wrote the first version of as a present for my mother uh, after I had actually stopped living in the house. I was the oldest of five, and after I got married and, and uh, my husband in the Air Force meant that we moved around the country a lot. So um, one Christmas, I wrote and illustrated a version of this story for my mom. And it's gone through a couple of versions since then, but basically on the same idea, and it goes back to a time when I got very, very angry at my mother. I was a teenager at the time in high school and I wanted to go to a weeknight basketball game. And, you know, the oldest child is the one that the parents experiment on and, and uh, get their experience with. And mom said, no, it's a school night. Uh, you don't go out on school nights. I said, I'm gonna be home, you know, after the, the game at about the usual time that I would go to bed, yada, yada, yada. No, she wasn't budging. And I remember going out into the yard and sitting down on the stump of a willow tree that had been cut down and just sitting there seething. I was so angry. Well, similarly to that experience, um, the heroine or the protagonist of my book, Wait Until I Grow Up, whose name is Mandy, uh, she's a lot younger than I was. She's just in elementary school. And she wants to do something that her mother won't allow her to do. And so she starts fretting about the fact that every time she wants to do something exciting, 
her parents or her teachers or whoever says, you're not old enough to do that. You have to wait till you grow up. And her con comment is always, well, I'm growing just as fast as I can. Just wait until I grow up. I'll be able to do this and that and the other thing. So that's how the book originated. That's a, that's a fun story. Um, now it's on Amazon, and uh, I see it's like you get the uh, hardcover. I think it's yes. listed for fourteen ninety nine on Amazon. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. Um, uh, do you do this in Kindle version also? I'm sorry. Do I? Uh, yeah. Is this published in uh, Kindle version also, or just uh, hardback? Um, I believe right now it's only in hardback. Uh, my publisher was working on getting it into an ebook, but I haven't heard about that yet. Okay. Um, just to toss this out there, though, the publisher is uh, Monday Creek Publishing. Uh, that's also out of uh, Eastern Ohio in the Appalachian portion there. Um, and, th you know, they've been, uh, Gina McKnight's been very kind to share our podcast with many of the authors there. And, and we're, we're so glad to have uh, you know, our, our, our regional writers on because you know, our artists are the ones who define who we are as a people and a culture. And it's so important that they get their voices out there as much as they can. Now, when you, um, now I know that Eastern Ohio is full of a lot of small town festivals and events pretty much year round. Um, have you been able to go out and do any kind of book signings uh, with this book, I guess in the post COVID time that we're in now? Um, I have gone out to some, I've been to a couple of book signings. I uh, went to one up in Newark uh, Gina McKnight has hosted two uh, book festivals in Stewart's Opera House, which is in Nelsonville. Um, she has another book fair planned for this coming autumn, I believe out at um, Lake Hope Lodge. And she's very good at helping her authors to promote themselves and, and get information about what they're doing out into the public sphere. Okay. Now, your artistry doesn't just stop with writing. Um, you mentioned before we uh, started recording that you're part of a group called the ABC Players uh, at that Stewart's Opera House. Tell us a little bit about what that is. And uh, and I guess for those who don't know, um, Stewart's Opera House has got a very long history. Yeah, Stewart's go, goes back to, to 1879 when it was built. It's a beautiful old building that has been extremely beautifully restored. The the lobby, I think, seats over 200 for uh, things like wedding receptions or events of other types where you want to sit down and have a nice meal. There's a catering kitchen there. There's a lovely auditorium on the second floor of Stewart's. And there's a, a, a vibrant arts education area. And that was what really got the impetus for my first book, which, as you said, I, I was an editor. Um, the, this book is called Nelsonville from A to Z, and it's a combination of things. It's a an alphabet book because it does uh, show various places in and around Nelsonville or events that occurred in and around Nelsonville from A to Z. Uh, it features local poets with the concept for the book were participating in a, a writing program out of Stewart's Opera House. It's illustrated by a local artist, my good friend Hannah Sickles, 
who lives outside of Athens and is a member of the art guild there. And each uh, topic in Nelsonville from A to Z is defined very briefly in a sentence or two. Uh, it's illustrated by a watercolor painting. And then there's a poem that shows the poem's author's reaction to that particular topic. And all the profits from this book go to Stewart's Opera House Arts Ed Program, which runs Drama Club for the Nelsonville York uh, High School and, and uh, does a lot of music programs, uh, does a, like a heritage weekend or a week during the summer when people can come and learn all kinds of things from how to play music, musical instruments that are traditional to the area to um, writing to, it changes every single year. So that, like I said, was, was uh, an outgrowth of my wanting to do something for Stewart's and it, it just seemed to click. I was tickled to death with the way the people responded to it. And it's also available from Amazon and in some of the stores around the public square in Nelsonville. Okay. Would you mind reading us an excerpt of a little bit of each of the books? I would be happy to. I'll start with Nelsonville from A to Z because that's the older of the two and maybe read you a couple. Um, my poetry style tends to be all over the place, sometimes rhyme, sometimes not. So I'll do you one of each. This is for, S is for Stewart's Opera House. The Opera House is haunted, some will say, by spiteful spirits fond of playing pranks. The sound cues in their console rearranged, a light found on when it had been turned off or off when it was on a whispered sound of footsteps pacing down an empty hall to lift hair off your neck. The ghosts I've met are friendlier. A title and a trace of smile upon a poster charred almost to ash, still glued to brick. The fading wisp of song caught up within a curtain fold left by a child performing his first role. A throbbing floorboard like feet beating time to fiddle tunes. The faint echo of hands applauding youths in graduation gowns. The hush of held breath, staving off the tears of joy or grief or wonder. Or a shape caught in the dust moat swirling in the glow of ghost lamp left alight in darkened hall, awaiting the next show. Oh, wow. I like that. Well, thank you. This is for Stewart's <laughs> Opera House. Um, the, no. the second thing that I'd like to read, uh, like most small towns in this area, Nelsonville is always trying to kind of redefine itself. Mm. And so this is V is for vitalize. And the picture illustrating this is uh, one of the workers who was laying, relaying the star brick bricks in the sidewalks in town. Little town built on coal. Underground, mine cars roll. Overground, bricks are made. Some folks left, some folks stayed. Canal boats come and go. 
Railroad comes, not as slow. Opera House brings in shows, the little town thrives and grows. Coal runs out, mines shut down, hard times come on the town. Jobs are few, store for rent. Stump, some folks stayed, some folks went. Artists move into place, clean and paint vacant space. Fires burn, folks build back. New trains run down the track, turning old into new. Visitors like it too. Town still has much to give, vitalize, make it live. Well, I, I really think like that, that. That's really the spirit of the effort in Nelsonville and all around the, the little cities of Black Diamonds area. Yeah, that uh, actually strikes a chord with me. My father was a coal miner when he was alive. And uh, there's so many little towns around here that, that were in the southwestern portion of Virginia and eastern Tennessee and um, eastern Kentucky that were built on coal that some of these towns have just disappeared over the years. Um, and it's, and it's sad, but I, but I really like that. That's, that's very heartfelt uh, poetry um, with what's going on there. Well, thank you. Um, moving over to wait until I grow up. Uh, this is an illustrated children's book. And in the first, on the first page, Mandy is sitting on a rug in her room looking at her little dog. And she says, I am all by myself in my room. I asked my mom, can I please see a movie tonight with Joey? I'll be home by 9.30 and that's only half an hour after my bedtime. And she said, by the time you get bathed and into bed, it will be 10 o'clock. You need to grow up more before you stay up that late on school nights. Let's wait until the weekend. And I said, Joey can go. How come you treat me like a baby all the time? And she said, Amanda Jane, if you can't stop shouting, you'll have to go to your room until supper time. Boy, am I mad. I'll bet Joey's mother never tells him to go to his room like a baby. They always say, you need to grow up. I'm growing as fast as I can. It isn't just mom and dad. At the swimming pool, they have a sign on the wall. You must be four feet tall to use the deep end. I showed the lifeguard how I can swim from side to side, but he said, a rule is a rule, Mandy. I love just to float around in the pool, but all the time I'm thinking, wait until I grow up. I'll be a lifeguard and get rid of that silly rule. And she goes on through the book, imagining all these various things that she can do when she gets to be grown up, but also coming to the realization that there are some things nice about just being a kid while she can be a kid. So that's wait until I grow up. Oh, I like that. And uh, I noticed on Amazon, it's uh, listed for uh, uh, babies to uh, 12 years of age, reading age. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, on Amazon, if you click on the, uh, for those who are listening, if you click on the book photo, you can actually see inside the book a little bit and, uh, and get a sense of the artist, uh, you know, the, uh, the drawings in there. It's really good. Um, yeah, well, well done. I can imagine you probably had to read this many times in front of children, uh, different venues. 
I love reading to children. I worked for a short period of time as a library here, a librarian here in Nelsonville, uh, in the Plains branch and in the Nelsonville branch and in the Gloucester branch. And one of my favorite activities was always doing the children's story hour and reading to them. Kids um, can so easily get into a story and they, they get into feeling part of it. Mm -hmm. So I, I love reading to kids. I love having kids share with me what they are reading. That's always one of the first things I look at when I go into somebody else's house is what books are on the shelves. Yeah. Um, are you going to be doing any other books, any other children's books or working on anything else? Right now, I'm not working on a children's book. I've just finished a first draft of a book about bicycle touring, which has the working title, Self-Powered Two Wheels. My husband and I have been riding a tandem bicycle on long distance tours practically ever since we got married, and that's 50 odd years ago. Um, so this book uh, is a combination of Here's some ways to think about how you might start bicycle touring based on what we have learned over the years, uh, how you can go about packing up what you want to take with you, what you don't want to take with you, how you want to ride. Um, then it has some chapters that are reminiscences about places we have been and brag a little bit, uh, 85,000 miles and counting since year 2000. Wow, you're 85,000 miles. Yeah. Wow. Uh, do, you have, do you have a couple of favorite places that you've been? Oh, my. There are so many. But one that I always remember is when we were doing a cross-country ride from um, the West Coast to the East Coast. And it was our anniversary. And on that particular day, we were riding up the Locksaw River in Idaho. It's gorgeous. You're riding along a road. There are no services of any kind, no food stores, no gas stations, nothing for about 60 miles. You've got a mountain river running down on your right-hand side, clear enough that you can look down and see the rocks on the bottom. You've got evergreen forest coming down on the left-hand side to the other edge of the road. And it was a Beautiful, clear, early summer day, and we just rode and rode and rode up that glorious, slight inclining road, and that was our anniversary celebration. So that's that's definitely one of them. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, when that book uh, comes out, um, uh, we'd love to have you back on uh, just to talk about some of the experiences and and um, just kind of the high points of what you've uh, went through on the, on your travels. That's something that so many people would love to do. Have you um, been on the uh, much of the Appalachian Trail? I haven't hiked on the Appalachian Trail. No, I've I would love to try sometime, but generally, uh, as long as we can bike it, we're going to bike it. Once we can't bike it anymore, we'll probably do more walking. Well, in the location you're at in East uh, Ohio, Eastern Ohio, or Southeastern Ohio, I guess I should say, it's, it's beautiful country. It really is. You have so many so many opportunities for biking around there's so many trails parks um it's if anybody that's listening has not driven through the appalachian portion of ohio do yourself a favor and just experience the the history and 
and just the, you know, the ruggedness of nature there. It's, it's, a, it's breathtaking places. It really is. And we're coming into one of the most spectacular seasons of the year. And I'll have to give a plug to our local bike path, the Hawk Hawking Adena bike path that has one end in Nelsonville and the other end in Athens and runs uh, along an old railroad trail. And in just a few weeks, it's going to have three different kinds of trillium. It's going to have blue-eyed Marys. It's going to have Virginia bluebells. It's going to have Dutchman's britches. It's going to have all these glorious wildflowers spreading up the hillsides from the bike path for you to look at as you pass. It's really very much worth uh, a trip to see, yeah. as is the entire Hocking Hills region. Do you take photos when you're doing this? Oh, absolutely. And we always note when we see the first flowers of which different kinds. So far this year, we've seen colt foot um, buds. Those are one of the earliest and a few little blue vincas, but the others are yet to come. We did hear, we did hear frogs yesterday while we were out between Logan and Lancaster. We had the spring peepers and we had some, so help me, they sound like ducks quacking. <laughs> and I looked it up and those seem to be woods frogs but two very different types and they don't seem to be in the same pond together. You'll have, you'll go past one group going peep, peep, peep and the other going. <laughs> yeah. I heard my first frog of the season uh, earlier this week. Uh, we've had some unusually warm weather. So we have. It's uh, I think some of them are, are out. So I heard that. And uh, that's kind of nice to hear all the birds back and, you know, um, I'm sure there'll be more on the way soon. But uh, where, where can our listeners um, follow you? Um, do you have a social media or a website that they can follow and keep up with your work? I'm afraid I'm a bit old-fashioned. I don't have a Facebook account. You can see my author page at the Monday Creek um, publishing site, website. Mm -hmm. okay. And uh, otherwise, just look for the books on Amazon, and uh, I would be happy to have anyone contact me you can contact me at my email address headwinds.hill at gmail.com let me know if you're interested in books or anything else and i'd be pleased to hear from you and maybe someone will see you at the opera house maybe they will we'd love to have them come hey thank you so much for your time i appreciate you sharing your books with us and um when the, when the next one is is ready we'd love to uh, hear more about some of those uh, those fun experiences. It sounds like you have a lot to talk about with uh, eighty five thousand miles under your belt. That's impressive. I, I'd I'd love to do this again. Thanks so much for having me today. Hey, thank you, Celeste Parsons. Thanks again for stopping by, and uh, everyone. Thanks again for uh, tuning in to another episode of Appalachian Shine. You can follow us online at supportappalachia.org, and uh, we will see you on down the road.